Hello and welcome to the F the Glitter podcast, the podcast that's centered around highlighting women of color in the world of graphic design, brand design, and marketing strategy. I am your host, Ashley of AOV's Creative, and today I have the honor of having Miss Sharon Haddon as a guest with us. So Sharon is the owner of the content planning company located in Victoria, Canada. Y'all, we made it outside the U.S. (laughs) So Sharon, tell us about you and your awesomeness. Well, can I get a drum roll first? I'll just... uh... (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) I'm the founder of Content Planning Company. It's e-learning and coaching business for women entrepreneurs. And like Mm -hmm. my whole goal is to help us move past fear, move past guilt, that overwhelm of self-promotion and marketing because content is tiring. So, you know, I exist to be a resource for women entrepreneurs to like learn digital marketing, get over the hump and, you know, that afraidness and like get their gifts out into the world. Okay, that's what's up. When did you know that you wanted to be in this particular industry of marketing strategy and I guess nurturing like business growth and building? Oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to steal that. I'm like, I'm in the business of growth and nurturing. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's like, I help you move from here to over here. I'm, I'm showing you the steps so that you can move forward with your business. So how did you, how did you realize that that's, that was your avenue? Well, what's funny is I think when I was a kid, like I was always entrepreneurial minded and I always knew I wanted to create right? Mm-hmm. But I couldn't draw. I couldn't, like, I couldn't yeah. do any of the creative <laughs> things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think as I got older, I just knew what I wanted to do was tell people stories. Like, I remember I was a kid and I did a neighborhood newsletter and I would mm-hmm. like go door to door knocking and asking what was their latest news and like del- hand delivering it. So I think just at a young age, I knew I wanted to tell stories. And as I started getting to college, it's like, you can do this as a job. Like you can tell stories as a job. And that's what really got me. (laughs) Yeah. It got me into the field of communication. Okay. So is this a full-time or is this a side gig and you have a day job until you can transition? It's full-time right now, baby. And it's been full time for two weeks. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've like hopped in and out of juggling a full time job and like doing my business. Mm-hmm. And this year I turned 30. And one of my goals was it's time to just focus. It's time to be in my own lane. It's time to mm-hmm. build an empire around the stuff I enjoy doing every day. So like as of the time of this recording, it's been two weeks. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the fold. You've done it. Okay. So now we're going we're gonna to veer off our little outline here. So what made you finally decide to take the leap? Well, Ashley, I didn't decide. I had this careful plan of, okay, August, when my birthday rolls around, I'm going to start transitioning out of my job. Like 
I was working 100% remote. So like being able to work from home, my company was based in San Francisco, but as you know, with this pandemic hitting, it's been a very strange landscape for non-essential work and content Mm -hmm. marketing ends up being the first thing corporate looks at when it's time to reevaluate. So like, I wasn't ready to head out, but when I got Mm -hmm. that news from my job, I looked at my Instagram and I had people DMing me, commenting. I looked at the new course that I just launched and I had people enrolling every day. And I just thought, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. It's time. This is the push that I needed. So like, I didn't take the leap. It just chose me and said it was, it was time to go. Well, how about that? Yeah. How about that? You know, that's that's a unicorn story. Like that, that it don't happen for us a lot. Like most of us, we have to take a leap and just be like, okay, I'm gonna build my plane on the way down. Please let me fly. And you know, it you, you was like, you know what? I'm gonna plan it. I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna follow the coaches and I'm gonna do what they say. And you didn't even start walking. Like you were like, I'm gonna sit in the boat and wait. And the boat turned into a ship. And yep, like, let's like, go. Yep, oh, we okay. <laughs> okay. You are a unicorn. All right, let's go. By the way, when is your birthday in August? August 6th. <laughs> when is your birthday? August 3rd. Leo. Leo. I gotta get you a t-shirt. You got a t-shirt that we wear called Leo Gang. I gotta get you I gotta get you a t-shirt. We gotta do that. Okay. So anyway. Yeah, let's go um, up on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back around. Okay. What What are your favorite type of projects that you get to work on or your favorite type of clients that you get to work with? Like, which ones make you go, yes? Ooh, my brain immediately thinks, like, workshops and strategy. Okay. Like, anytime okay. I get a project where I've got to, like, teach somebody, I think I recently did a, like, audience discovery workshop. And being in the room with people like, so how does your content make your audience feel? And, you know, like Mm -hmm. drawing everything out of everyone and helping them not only just learn what we're there to talk about, but putting that insight into action. Those Mm -hmm. are my absolute favorite projects to work on and anything strategic. When I'm working with women in business, a lot of people come to me within beauty, wellness, but I find that I have a real knack for industries that like aren't sexy. So finance, real estate, when I'm working with those women entrepreneurs on like the strategy around their content and how to like, see content and everything like Mm -hmm. that really lights me up inside because I mean they don't really have a blueprint to go from uh, in a lot of Mm -hmm. those industries very masculine industries Mm -hmm. yeah I see I see (laughs) so how do you feel about the representation of women of color in the marketing strategy the branding strategy like developing uh, a brand just developing a brand communication like when they when they develop their persona you know, a lot yeah. of people are like, I want everybody. And you'd be like, no, we, we can't do everybody. It's like, you, you can't talk to everybody. You can't. Um, so, like, how do you feel about representation of us in our industry? Yeah, well, I think it's getting better. 
Like to put a positive okay. spin on that, I think it's getting better. So I lived in Washington, D.C. for like four years, years and years ago. Yeah. And um, you write that out. What's years and years ago? At least 10 years ago. Literally I'm fresh out of college. Somehow, like, working for mean? the FBI like, like years ago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I was there, um, there was an organization called Colorcom, if you're familiar. But Colorcom mm-hmm. had just launched when I lived in D.C. I saw that as a real turning point for, like, the visibility of women of color in communications. Because, mm-hmm. but like you said, there's there's no network to really tap into to find people who look like you, who are experiencing the same things you are in corporate or, you mm-hmm. know, the road they're traveling to grow their business. But, you know, I think we're starting to get better at it. Every day I see people asking questions in groups like, who is the black Marie Forleo? Or who is the black this person or that person? And mm-hmm. I think we are growing in the direction where it's like, don't be the black whatever that is. Be yourself and, you know, be the expert in that, in that niche and industry and just attract the audiences that look like you, that rock with you, that vibe with you. I, I feel that. I feel that. Because I have, I've seen a lot of, well, we had the slight conversation before. Like there, there's, there's no cohesive network of us. There's a lot of, you know, women empowerment. And I remember, oh God, it was a few years ago where like every city, state and town had a women's empowerment conference. And it was like, okay, but y'all talking about the same thing and nobody's getting empowered. Like how many brunches can you have? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So I, I, I do feel that we're finally taking steps to create more of a community mm-hmm. of you know, of women creatives and women marketing, brand management, you know, those type of things, as opposed to us trying to, okay, I'm going to empower you, but I'm not going to tell you everything. You got to pay me $5.95 for that. Like, what? Like, yeah. there's enough people out here for us to eat because everybody don't want to do this. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I'm here with you on that. Absolutely. So what would you say for someone who's, lo- who's looking to start out, not necessarily take the leap or to as you were so graciously able to do walk out into the, the beautifulness. Cause most of us walk out into the wilderness and like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to die. But for those who want to start out, what would you say was your most important step that you took? I think not waiting to get experience is probably the most important step. And so that's a good one. Like being creative about that. Like a, a lot of times on my journey in marketing and communications, I wouldn't wait on somebody to hand me a project. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. wait on somebody to like reach out to me or to land the job. I would just like volunteer myself for my advice. Like I remember Mm -hmm. there was like a women's center and I found them Mm -hmm. on Instagram. It was like, Ooh, their Instagram needs little love. I also see they have an event coming up and I just like emailed like, Hey, here are some tips to promote your event and some tips for your vendors to help like promote. And like Mm -hmm. you said, I'm like, this is not going to cost you anything, but I want to see you doing better. And so what I found actually is when you find something you're passionate about. So if you're building a personal brand, even you want to get into communications, be your own best case study, like start doing the thing Mm -hmm. that you want to help people with. Don't wait mm-hmm. on people to like hand you a formal job or to like validate you and that experience. Get creative and like redraw the logo for, you know, Blavity or re, re, like do creative projects and just put it out into the world. Build your portfolio before anybody's asking you to do that. Yes. 
Yeah, I remember when I first started out, like, freelancing for pay. I, I was living in College Park, Georgia. I had just graduated from Clark. Jeez. And shout out, Clark Atlanta. Anyway, I went downtown College Park, and I literally walked into every business that had their door open. It was like, hey, I'm a graphic designer. I'm new, and I'm trying to build my clients. Do you need something to be done? And they were like, well, have you done anything? I said, nope, but I can. <laughs> and I got my first few clients like that. So I, I'm totally here with that because it's like, yeah, like you, do, you have to step out. You got to do it. Like, yeah. you, you got to do it. You can't wait. You cannot you, wait. You, can you can't wait, wait or you'll, you'll starve. You will, you will starve. So how would you describe your style? Hmm. My personal style or? No, your professional style. My, your better. Well, they're probably both the same. I mean, okay. I'm pretty simple, but with a pop. Like these like pink lips right now, it's like, okay, I'm all like <laughs> dressed down and whatever. Nothing too fancy, but like bright blue lipstick or like bright pink lipstick. So right. I think but it's probably one and the same for my professional style. Like a lot of people describe working with me as like, oh, she's so organized. Like she tells it like it is and I'm fun. So I would say my style is to just, I, I'm into building relationships. That's what it's mm-hmm. like when you're working with me professionally. Okay. So more so like um, you're structured but you can drink a little bit on the job. <laughs> you can't get drunk, but as long as we stay on task, you can do a little some some on the yeah, side. We'll do a little. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, what has been your most enjoyable project to date? Like, what has been the one project that you did that you were like, mm, I did that. Yes. Ooh. Oh, oh. Okay. It's always so, one. Only one. Okay. Well. This whole process of turning, basically, I had a marketing agency, and I've, in the last year, have turned it into this e-learning business, content planning company. Mm -hmm. And within this new business, I just did like a five-day crusher content challenge. And when I tell you, last year, I had like 41 people sign up. This year, I had 198 people sign up. People doing the exercises, they're sharing some stories about what they're learning. I have been filled with so much joy, just like showing up on Instagram, doing a live training every day. I'm not dragging my feet to do it. So I would say project today is actually in this last week of doing this content challenge, like just knocked it out of the park and feel I'm on cloud nine. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. I, this is a fun one. Like, oh, everything's good. It's not so serious. Like, oh, okay, that's good. Wow. That's I mean, amazing. I, it, well, that's, like, for real, that's amazing. Like, you know how many people launch to cricket? Like, even though this isn't a, a this isn't a new launch, this is, hey, this is the next year. And so that means that word got out and people saw it and shared it and like, this is legit. I need to get in on this. And so that, that is amazing. Ashley, what's crazy is like, I'm a total introvert. I sweat. I have to change my outfit when I get off videos. But I feel really at ease when I'm teaching and when I'm advising and like helping other women become their own best marketer. It's like, Mm -hmm. hands down, this is just, it's been transformational for me. I hope the people in the challenge feel they've been transformed. It's just been no greater feeling than helping women show their friggin' brilliance. <laughs> right. So, yep, that goes, Harry, you're a business nurturer. <laughs> I'm talking right into the mic. <laughs> business nurturer. Okay. 
Well, that answers the next question. How business been for you since March? You've been off the chain. Yes, I text. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, but <laughs> business has been great for you since March. Like it, it was kind of shaky at first, I'm guessing. And then after that, it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been good. And I think, I think the number one thing I want to call out for anybody listening is that like, that does not happen overnight. You know, getting, mm. 198 new people on your email list signed up for anything does not happen overnight. Like in December, I started hitting the pavement and getting serious about like building an audience, building an engaged community and starting in March and on, that was just the slow climb, you know, climb for the roller coaster before, woo, like descending down. That's what's up. So for someone who is looking for your particular service, somebody who's looking for a professional for your with your particular service or set of expertise, what is some advice you would give them when vetting a professional, when actually looking for someone with your skills? This is a really good question, Ashley. Um, and I'm glad you asked because a lot of people think they need a coach when they really need to like hand it off and let somebody do it for them. So like, I think that's the first thing of it. When you're vetting a professional, really think about what you need, what you're trying to accomplish. Like, do you have the time at all to commit to doing the work, to see the transformation that you're looking for is like the number one question to ask internally. But after that, like stalk, that coach stalk that professional <laughs> stalk them on the internet because if you can't vibe with them from their portfolio from their content it might not be the right fit like no matter how much they say oh you know no matter how many reviews say they took them from x to this many figures like if you don't resonate with what they're sharing why work. put yourself through that like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah that's true like it, it ain't gonna work because they're gonna be like I gotta work on her stuff and then you're gonna be like I gotta send them this email like oh my god yeah so, so yeah if vetting a coach looking for courses and e-learning I think I mean today's consumers like we are smart people. We we know when somebody is bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. like we we know and so just do your due diligence and like really think about what you actually need when you're seeking out those services. Like what do I actually need to get done? Do I need an extra set of hands? Or do I need to get my mind right and get some accountability to do it myself? Mm-hmm. That's, that's it right there. Do I actually have time to learn this new skill or do I need to just pay some money and be done with it? Like, what do I really need? That's that's really good, actually. I'm going to use that. In fact, that's my next Instagram post. Do you really need it? Or do you need to pay somebody to do it? So now we're going to move over into the fun part. I call it the fun part because these are the random questions. Just... Uh, random uh so you can answer them either businessy or personally although most of them are about you as a person so yeah so what is your favorite style of food asian food hands down what kind of asian though because you got south asian east asian like vietnamese Vietnamese food is my absolute favorite like I went to Vietnam last, not last year, year before last and spent the whole month and got to like actually eat real, like authentic, real Vietnamese, food. And 
mind blown. <laughs> when I'm like not feeling good, when I'm stressed, it's like, I just need a bowl of noodles. I need a bowl of noodles. <laughs> Vietnamese food, absolute favorite, hands down. But I love sushi. I love like all Asian flavors. And I'm lactose intolerant. And so like, I never have to worry about if it's cheese in Asian food. So that's mm-hmm. probably another little really sign yeah. of why. <laughs> Right, right, right. So if you could pick any famous person from the past to spend a day with, who would it be? (sighs) Famous person from the past. You know, this is funny, but uh, Ada Lovelace, she's like credited as the first female, like not even the first female, but the first ever computer programmer. It's a one, yeah, a woman uh-huh. in history who's credited. And um, look crazy, her up, y'all. What's crazy? Is I, <laughs> we just named our um, new puppy after her. Her name is Ada. But Aww. like, I love that you know she's first first computer programmer ever, like credited, not period. women, not whatever else, just period. So if period. I <laughs> it will be her. I would want to like get inside her mind of like. How in the world are you doing this with calculators and punch cards? <laughs> like you figured this out. <laughs> I was like, uh, that meme that's going around. Like, you know, a black woman created caller ID. Did <laughs> 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 you know we screen calls? <laughs> Straight up. Now, okay, my phone, I don't know why, but I crack up every time when it's a number I don't know, it says scam likely. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. We got, we got that red button. I'm not I'm not answering that. Okay. No. So of all the places that you've traveled, which was your favorite? Huh. That's a good question. So I ha- I probably have to say that. Vietnam was my favorite. And so a couple years ago, I traveled with a group called Remote Year for Mm -hmm. four months. And so I did a month in Vietnam, a month in Thailand, a month in Japan, and then a month in Malaysia. So you had all the Asian food you could possibly want. (laughs) I was in heaven. Oh my gosh. But Vietnam was my favorite because seeing how scrappy like what entrepreneurship looked like in Vietnam like here Mm -hmm. it's all of this there's not enough for us all to go around but in Vietnam there would be full-on restaurants and then right outside the restaurant a little street vendor selling like some skewers or something and nobody Mm -hmm. was like move get off of this block like you're taking away from my business between that, seeing how people like thrive together as a community, and then like mm-hmm. this like awesome bustle of like chaos, like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, structure at the same time. It was just, it was incredible. I love the night markets. Like you know, once it cools down, go out and do some shopping. It was, yeah, it was just awesome. It was an awesome time. And I stayed in a five-star resort in Vietnam that cost like, I I kid you not, I don't know, $70 a night with pools and like all kind of stuff. So I love how inexpensive it was. (laughs) We got to go to Vietnam, y'all. I'm just saying. It was the bomb. It was the bomb. $70. 
So since we've been quarantined, have you been doing any self-care or has it kind of been like a nose to the grindstone, let's get this done type situation? You know, it's been a little bit of both. I would say it's a little bit of both. Quarantine, because I'm a, I'm a homebody, I'm an introvert. Quarantine has been like regular everyday life for me. For us too. <laughs> and like, I hate to, to be that person. I already work from home, even for my corporate job. So like, it's kind of been business as usual, but I have started doing some new self-care stuff. Like we um, started a garden, me and my partner. And so we've got homegrown lettuce and greens and all kind of stuff that we get to tend to. So like, it's just self-care has started to look just a little bit different for me where mm-hmm. I'm actually like getting hands on with something and learning a new skill. Okay, cool. So when you get a chance to relax, what do you like to do? Anime. I watch anime. Really? Like binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't There's have a podcast you need to check out called uh, Blurds and Whiskey. What? Okay. Yeah. Blurds and Whiskey. I will put that. I will check it out because when I don't have a deadline when like everything is taken care of or when I can just sneak off for a few moments. I'm like, give me my 20 minute episode. And if I get a chance <laughs> to sneak in one more, like I'm skipping past the intro. <laughs> right. I just, give me to the story. What happened? What happened next? I need to know. So yeah, yeah. I love watching anime to just decompress and then I'm, you know, total girly girl. I love bubble baths. I love painting my own nails and all of that stuff. And uh, like mm-hmm. retwisting my own hair, even that can be like relaxing for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we've come to the part of our interview where we must say goodbye. <laughs> but this is where you tell us a little bit more of where people can find you, uh, upcoming ventures. Uh, like what, what do people need to know about the content planning company? Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, first and foremost, y'all need to know that content planning company is everywhere on the internet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Catch me on Instagram. I do a weekly live training, like a weekly Instagram live with digital marketing tips and tricks, free, take it, same thing, content planning company on Facebook, just a wealth of resources. And my website is also contentplanningcompany.com. And I just launched a membership program that will, okay. yeah. So basically on any given month, it'll be hands-on help with me as your content coach. We'll be planning your content in advance for the whole month. And like the mm-hmm. whole library of training resources that launches middle of June and I'm nervous and excited at the same time about it. Yeah. Anybody listening can check it out at letsplaincontent.com slash glitter. And you can get 50%, <laughs> get 50% off your first month of the membership. But, but yeah, it's going to be all about accountability, all about action. And yeah, so connect with me. I'm everywhere in these internet streets. Okay, I like that. It was flash glitter in the podcast. It's F the glitter. So, <laughs> like, I got you. Just funny. I'm sorry. It was funny. It was funny. It was so funny. Okay. 
So that that's what's up because a, a lot of people, they need help with their content. I see it all over the, the gram, the Facebook, the Twitters, all of that. Yes, I'm using them as nouns, but like I, I see it everywhere. You know, like I, even I've been guilty of it this past week. So I was like, I got to post something. I don't have time to put nothing together right now. I just got to do it. And so I posted something. I looked at the rest of my feed. I was like, oh my God. Archive. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to take that down and redo it because that looks terrible. Like... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. You know, like it don't match nothing, you know? So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm glad that you came to spend this time with me today because your business, not only as just a, a business nurturing, but content like that, that's so core. Like there was, there's actually another podcast. <laughs> he's Asian and he's a man and he has no kids. And uh, he said, he, he said something that was pretty valid though, that web copy nobody wants to read so you need to make it something that people would want to look at be it short to the point hurry up and get it done nobody wants to read five six paragraphs but has time for that on their phone or on the computer that's what books are for so there's there's book copy and then there's web copy there's sales copy like there's so many different types of copy and so content planning. It, it helps you separate all those different parts so that wherever your touch points are with your brand, your client gets what they need from it and they do what you need them to do. And so like your particular is like copywriting is not my, that's not my wheelhouse. So you and I are going to have to connect anyway. <laughs> It, it, it is it's so vital because a lot of people don't realize it's like, it's what you say, but it's how you say it. And if you don't strategically say it, then your message goes right over their heads. You know, like nobody, they won't get it. Well, one you know? of the things in that content challenge that I did was about getting to know your audience. And like, when I tell you people tripped up, when I asked, you know, you have, it's a problem only you can solve and your best friend asks you for advice. Like, what do you say? Because your brain, when you're advising and consoling a friend versus I'm trying to sell you something, that message is different. And content mm-hmm. is this, it's a blend between both of them. It's somewhere there's a sweet spot in the middle. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. you're so right. Like you got to say it in a way that gets them to do what you need them to do. Take the next step, mm-hmm. take the next action. Yes. So we're going to have to have a part two. I don't know when, probably sometime in June. This is being released in June, but <laughs> this next episode may have the next season, but we definitely got to do a part two on this because content strategy, I'm going to need you to go ahead and get your spiel together, ma'am. My last guest, she and I started going on logos and I was like, you know what? We're going to have to do a part two because this requires more than 30 minutes. <laughs> the business, the bit like, hey, give you the business. Like, I'm yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. So I thank you so much for spending this time with me. Like, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for, you know, helping us grow this community of, you know, women of color creatives and people who are looking to support women of color. You know what I mean? This is awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for listening to this episode of the F the Glitter podcast. I'm your host, Ashley of A. Louise Creative where we shine the spotlight on women of color in the industry of graphic design, brand design, marketing strategy, and brand strategy. A special thanks to my guests for joining us today, and we'll be here next week for our next episode of F the Glitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast broadcast station, iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, and others. We look forward to seeing you next week.